0: 16th, 2020. This is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Polk Runyon, and tonight we celebrate our 10th anniversary. Like the seasonal ceremonies of the OTA, the Hermetic Hour is the longest running periodic, in this case weekly, magical podcast serving the magical neo-pagan community. We stayed the course for a whole decade and will continue for another. Tonight's show will be a gathering of OTA adepts familiar to our regular listeners. Very honored, Prater Menonides, Master Philos, and uh, very honored, uh, Soror Ariel, Lady Joe Carson of Herifaria. very honored, Prater Solomon, uh, Michael Johnson, and very honored, Prater Sithmith, Max Paul, and, and uh, Soror Urania, uh, Ann Finnan. and especially, very honored, Soror Zondria, Uh, Lauren, who imagined, created, ongoingly produces, and edits the Hermetic Hour. She is now officially my better half, and this show is more in her honor than in mine. So, if you'd like to celebrate a happy anniversary with us, tune in and get magic. Well, here we are again, 520 weeks later. Ten years (laughs) of the Hermetic Hour. Uh, who 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 is that that just chuckled? Oh, that that was me, folks. Michael. Oh, 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 oh hi, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Every Thursday evening at eight p.m. You could tune in to Blog Talk Radio and hear our distinctive theme music, followed by It's Thursday and the date and then the year. And this is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Bill Grunin, and tonight we present a discussion of a current occult or neopagan book, A Magical Tradition or we may interview a guest author or a magical personality, or we may present lectures and teachings from our hermetic magical curriculum. In our first year on the air, we covered magical invocation, evocation, alchemy, astrology, Enochian, Kabbalah, and witchcraft. And we soon had imitators who tried to keep up a weekly program, but they soon disappeared from the Internet airways. We were able to continue because we understood the full scope of the Hermetic Universe. We included all the mythology, fantasy, and science fiction that had helped to nurture and inspire the 1970s magical and neo-pagan revival. We defined the neo-Romantic movement and introduced Generation X to the magical classics of the 20th century. We had determined and declared magic was an exercise of the human imagination, and this gave us a broad spectrum of inspirational material to review. We had already produced video documentaries and even a dramatic film feature on occult subjects. We were searching for a new outreach project when our talented and beautiful media director, Soror Zandria, Lauren, now very honored Sorora Zandria, uh, what I mean by very honored is that, that she's a member of our inner order, and that is always prefaced by VH, or very honored. Soror, Soror Zandria investigated the blog talk radio format and suggested, based on my narration skills demonstrated in our videos, that we establish a periodic podcast. I was enthusiastic about the idea. I had loved old-time radio and had produced my own radio dramas and comedies on a tape recorder in high school. I used comic books for scripts and created my own sound effects. I went on to play Shakespearean characters in college drama. I had a magic voice and I used it well. I was inspired by Orson Welles as Cole in his 1948 film, Black Magic. The power behind magic was hypnosis, and hypnosis started with the voice. My lady, Lauren, realized this and put me on the air. The Hermetic Hour has been a wonderful success and has been the recruiting outreach for our associate member program, which in the last 10 years has enlisted nearly 300 members. Tonight we have several guests who will be familiar to regular listeners. Now let me introduce a very honored friend of uh, Worshipful Merrick premise reader of Mahat Temple, Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, and uh, and, uh, and Ordo Rosicrucis, and Vice President of the Church of the Hermetic Sciences. And very honored, Prater Solomon, Michael Johnson, Ordo Rosicrucis, Church of the Hermetic Sciences, and I know you're there, Mike. Uh I am. And very honored, Prater Smith Max Paul, uh, Ordo Rosicrucis, Church of the Hermetic Sciences. Are you there, Max?
1: I'm here. Can you hear
0: me? You? Oh yeah, I can hear you. Just, uh, just hang on. And uh, very honored soror Ariel, lady Joe Carson, are you there? Are you here, lady Joe? Hello, folks. Yes, I'm here too. Oh good. Just hang on. And uh, finally, soror Urania, uh, uh, Ann are, are you here? Yes, I'm here, poke. Oh good. Good. Just, 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 just. hang on here. We're going to have Lauren's going to go first. And finally, our most honored guest. Very honored, Soror Zondria, Lauren Freebody Runyon, Ordo Rosicruces, Secretary of the Church of the Hermetic Sciences, and producer of the Hermetic Hour. Lauren, would you like to tell us how this all came about?
2: Well, yes, Polk, I'd be delighted to. Actually, uh, I'd like to go back to when we originally met, and that would mean that we would have to go back to 1982 when we actually uh, encountered each other at work. I was on contract to a company named Resco Electronics, and they hired me to design a power supply for a card entry system, and you were working there as the art director at the time, and you needed to make a brochure for that card entry system, and we met briefly in the hall, I guess just in passing, and you asked if asked my supervisor if you could borrow me to model for your brochure. And so he talked to me about it. And, of course, I was very flattered. And uh, then the brochure was made, and you invited me out to lunch. And we didn't talk about anything cult, really. Uh, mostly you talked about some of your creative writing projects, and I thought that was very interesting. And shortly thereafter, I finished my um, my stint at Rusco and I went on another job up the street with Disney, and I ended up designing ride controls for uh, Walt Disney Imagineering. At the time, it was WED, Walter Elias Disney, the engineering arm of uh, Disney theme parks, and I was with them for many years. And during the evenings, I pursued my interest in uh, the occult arts. I... uh, Went to school to study astrology, and uh, I also took classes at the sorcerer's shop in Hollywood that was up on Santa Monica Boulevard, and it was operated by Babetta and her uh, partner Dennis, and Dennis is the one who taught the classes. And I took all his classes in Wicca, uh, beginning and more advanced, and he also taught some Ceremonial Magic along with it, and so that's where I was introduced to Ceremonial Magic, and that was in the 80s. So some years passed, and then I was on actually on Facebook, and I was, uh, had, had read some of Lon Milo Duquette's books and became friends with him on Facebook, and he uh, posted that he was going to be playing the guitar and singing at a steakhouse in Orange County. And so I thought, well, that sounds like fun. I'd like to do that. So I went down there, and lo and behold, you were there. And this was in 2009, and I recognized you, even though you look quite different. Uh, <laughs> your hair was much lighter. You were you when I first met you, you had very dark hair, and your hair, had, you know, become beautiful shade of. Uh, platinum. So we spoke for a while, and you remembered who I was, and you gave me your card and asked for my address because you wanted to mail me an invitation. So uh, I received the invitation to one of your seasonal ceremonies in the mail, and I was very touched by that to have that kind of personal you know, note from you. And so I did go, and then shortly thereafter, I started classes with you, and I had been taking classes for qu- on Saturdays for quite some time, almost a year before we started the Hermetic Hour. And I just thought there were only a couple people in our class, and I thought it was just such a waste of a great mind, and uh, you had such a marvelous voice. that I thought radio was just the natural next step. And so that's what we started doing, and it's been just fantastic ever since.
0: Uh, thank you, Lauren. And uh now we'd like to we'd like to hear from uh, uh from uh very honored Frater Menonides. Uh and I'll explain again when 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 we refer to a to a uh, Frater or Soror as a brother or sister in, in Latin, uh, with, as very honored, it means that they are that they are in the inner order. In this case, uh, all of our, uh, you know, uh sith and Solomon and Memnonides and soror Zondria and myself are all seventh degree in the crater system system at this point. Uh, and, uh, and Soror-Urania is up for her fourth degree and she would have had her fourth degree if we weren't in lockdown. She, it was already scheduled, but we're all in lockdown, you know, right now. So, so she's uh, her fourth deg- her fourth degree won't uh, uh, won't won't be uh, won't be coming up until we're until we're released from uh, from uh, from quarantine. We shall move right on along here to uh, to very honored sorority lady Joe Carson of Ferrifaria, and you are perhaps the oldest. I'm not saying old. I should say old. Let's say let's say the youngest uh, uh, OTA initiate here. You you were initiated. We initiated you in Topanga Canyon back in 1970, and and uh, you. and you've been you, you've been in the OTA ever since. Of course, you're you're also the uh, uh, have become the and and, and after uh, Fred Espinosa passed on uh you become the president of our of our sister of our sister launch Ferriferia and and uh and and uh, so uh Lady Joe you want to tell us uh, about your OTA experience and, and, and a little bit and and uh, and then of course uh, uh about uh you know your going your 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 uh transition into into taking over Ferriferia. Uh yeah, go ahead. Sure.
3: Um the OTA was um, very uh, innovative and adventurous. Uh, when I first joined back in 1970, it was it fit into ideas that I had developed by reading books, but I, of course, had never actually found anything remotely like that in the real world um, prior to coming across your obscure little notice on a, I forget whether it was put between the leaves of a book in the library or maybe it was on a, some tiny Poster at UCLA, think, but nonetheless, I think we I, I think I,
0: we tacked it. I think we stapled it on a telephone pole over
3: at uh, USC. That, UC, UCLA, because that's where I was going, and I I called you and we we rode on a motorcycle out to Topanga Canyon. I talked my then boyfriend into coming with me, and uh, and it was it was very very interesting what you were doing there with Froder uh, Nelson and uh, the other gal. Um, I forget her name uh, right now. It that, might have been sure. Sarah. Sure,
0: That Sarah. was Cheryl, yeah.
3: Cheryl. Yeah. And um, so it was really not terribly long after that. We came several times, and then we were initiated. And, um, and it was a real, you know, full-on, very, very profound initiation. Um, so um, complete with regalia and ceremonial and costumes and incense and you know adorations of the gods and goddesses and and it was it really caught my imagination and um we proceeded um literally immediately to start doing um you know, callings to visible appearance of, of, of entities of deities and so-called demonic entities. Um, And of course, this was quite powerful. And, um, and we did many variations with different kinds of magical workings. It was experimental and we would always, you know, do uh, kind of afterwards, we would sit down and talk about what happened, what didn't work, what did work and, um, you know, kind of improve the techniques and so on. And, uh, you know, I mean, literally a book could be written, you know, from someone's point of view, such as mine, if I wasn't so busy writing other books right now. But but it would be a fascinating one to really go into all the uh, fairly intense things that we did and that were, you know, that happened in those early days. Um, but, um, you know, fast forward to, uh, you know, I, well, you, you were the one that introduced me to Fred Adams. In fact, it was uh, just later that same year. Um, and uh, you took me over to Fred and Svetlana's house, and we, you know, it was beautiful, and I was, you know, moved again by a whole other kind of magic that they were doing, um, and did I did become initiated into that group a um, short time later, like a year or so later. Um, um, then I maintained that that close friendship with both yourself, of course, and with, with uh, Fred Adams and Svetlana, and when uh, – when Fred was getting really, you know, sick towards the end of his life, um, unfortunately, since I had some skills, I am a registered nurse. I, you know, I recognized that he was in trouble with his health, and I took him to a doctor. and, and Tragically, it was too late. He, you know, <laughs> hadn't really been attending to his health, so, um, you know, he he did die a few months, uh, about a, six weeks later, and uh, and then. Um, you know you were the one i was already on the board but you did suggest that i go ahead and move into the position of of being the president of the board you were kind of stretched thin covering a couple of posts there yourself and and so i was certainly willing to do it and um and i've i've been honored to be in that position since then um and uh you know, I've, I've made that film, um, which has extensive interviews with Fred Adams in it and with, well, 15 other visionaries that, um, you know, discuss these these subjects that were near and dear to Fred that he really got me going on. Um, and the subjects of Dancing with Gaia are Earth Energy, Sacred Sexuality, and the Return of the Goddess. So um, I was quite pleased to um, be able to put that film together. It was both an exploration on my part because I wanted to know more about all these subjects and I, I I figured that if I was interested, other people would be also, and so I traveled all over the world and you know videotaped people talking about you know how these things matter and what's important about them, and went to sacred sites and you know put this film together. Um, and so that let me let now, Joe, uh,
0: Joe let me interrupt yeah. you uh, at, at yep. this point. Uh, this film we're talking about is Dancing with the Gaia, and. Uh, Joe, Joe, uh, Lady Joe is very modest. She is a brilliant filmmaker, and she's an anthropologist in her own right. And and this is a beautiful film, and of course it does honor Fred Adams, our master. And he is both my master and Joe's, and and, and was Joe's. And and it's a beautiful film, and we're going to be carrying it uh, along with with our videos uh we're going to be carrying it on amazon and so i want you uh I want everybody listening to, to watch out for to look look out for it dancing with gaia and and uh, and uh as i say this is an absolutely beautiful beautiful film and it has a beautiful booklet that goes along with it now now, 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 now back to you Joe.
3: okay um so thank you pope um uh, and, if, and if people can't wait for Amazon, then it's available for the same price on DancingWithGaia.com. So there you have it. Um, and uh, so Far I've been pondering, you know, Far As long as I've known Fred Adams, I've been pondering Far You know, what is the essence, really, of Far And And there's so many levels. It's like it's taken me, like, decades and decades to feel that I have a real handle on Far And even then... Still ponder it. And um, I was just, you know, last night, literally in the middle of the night pondering it, and I, I decided that the essence of Feriferia Fair has to do with experiencing the epiphany of the divine. And um, this is something that Fred experienced back in 1956, and it's what got him going on this whole path. I have had, you know, by the grace of the divine, I have had this experience. And um, and very, you know, a lot of what Feriferia Fair about is, trying to set up the particular types of experiences for people that they, too, have that experience. And let me tell you, that experience is so amazing. You do not feel, if you do have this experience, you do not feel that fear of death. You have It's different. You have an inner certainty that's just plain different than, you know, the normal run of daily human affairs. Um, And the other thing would be experiencing the harmony of of kind of the wild, the spiraling ways of wild nature and being in harmony with that so that you feel like that just every day as you live and move through the days of the week and the weeks of the year, that the movements that you're taking are in harmony with the larger movements of the planet and the sun and the moon and the all the other planets and the stars that that somehow you're not moving against nature; that you are with nature; that there's a deep harmony there. I'd call it like Taoism, or or you know, there's many names. Every religion seems to have a name for it, but it, you know, or the way. But it, it has to do with feeling this deep groundedness or rootedness in nature that extends out to the stars. So, I think those were the two things that really. You know, came to me as being just totally like the most deep, essence, essential things about Farifaria, and I just wanted to kind of pass that on.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for thank you. And I want to point out to our listeners uh, that that uh, Fred Adams and and Feriferia is very hermetic, and when I say that, I mean when I say hermetic, I mean it is it is classical pagan. Fred Fred was a uh was, was a scholar of classical paganism and uh you know the, the properly and 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 uh, uh and, and the classical pagan uh pagan writers and that is Hermetic and and uh and, and it's also very, very it's very neo pagan it's very uh and as we have pointed out over and over again we have two two main streams of of uh mythology that underlie and empower Western magic. One of them is the Bible, and that, of course, is a lot of ceremonial magic comes from that. That's uh, the Solomonic tradition, and the other one is is uh, Greco, uh, Greco Egyptian and Greco Roman mythology, and and uh, the, the 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 mythology of the Gnostics of Alexandria, and that peripheria is is oh is, uh, is also very much connected with the, with the, uh, uh, with the European, uh, nature traditions, uh, especially, in fact, one of the, one main, one of the main books that inspired Fred and, and also has inspired me is Robert, Robert Graves, The White Goddess. And, and, uh, and so, and, and also, uh, you know, I think in a way, uh, when, when, uh, when we, uh, when we bring, uh, Soror, Soror, Urania, uh, she can talk about the white goddess too because uh uh that's another one of our of our uh very uh, affiliate organizations uh, is uh is, is the the clown of the roebuck uh which uh which uh uh Soror Urania is very is the his is the avatrix of and and uh and we'll talk about that but i but i understand that uh that prater Mimnonides uh as I said our resident holy man, frederman Fred Fredderman worship The uh the, the Master Phylos is finally with us and so he can he can uh hopefully do his the the invocation that uh, he was going to do for the at the seasonal, which we ended up having to do uh on the air rather than uh than uh than have him in on our hinge in the yard. Anyway uh, Fred or are you Are you with us and, and would you I would am you come with on you board? and I'm
4: I, I'm with you I'm sorry a little late in jumping In but I was enjoying the uh, The comments about Fred Adams And um, I remember him well I had the uh, the honor Of meeting him and going to his home And meeting him and uh, Lady Svetlana As well uh, In his uh, later years and And uh, you know I recall Some of the, um, the videos that were Taken with Fred Adams and and he was quite an artist. I guess that was mentioned uh, before I jumped in. Uh, you yeah. know, but he would uh, he would certainly look at nature. Uh, he was very much uh, a nature believer and, and a pagan in that sense. Uh, and I remember talking about art, and he would say, look at the contour of the land. Look at the dynamics of the earth. As he stood, I think he was standing behind you as he was explaining his art and, and the way he pursued art. So he was, a, he was a true genius, a true creator, and I'm really honored that I had the, the opportunity to meet him and Lady Svetlana. He was such a, an important part of your development, uh, um, my dear brother Pokes. So.
0: Well, uh, well,
4: thanks, I, I, thanks for I that. Well, I did jump in, <laughs> and I, I have, I don't know if we'd call it invocation, but we could probably use it as a benediction perhaps as we decide to close. If you'd like that, yeah. Well, uh, some. would
0: you? Would you? Uh, I, you, uh, I believe you said that you had prepared it for for the season. Uh,
4: it, yes, uh, I do. Uh, each season, I write a meditation, and I generally put them on my Facebook. Um, occasionally, I'll put them on uh, one of the uh, church websites. Uh, but I have one for the spring, and um, I'll be happy to share it with. For the spring, all that's wonderful. Who, because
0: now we're finally, yeah. we're finally getting the spring, uh, <laughs> and the, the the spring is finally springing. And, and so, so please, yes, uh, please, please give us uh, give us the spring, uh, the, the 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 spring invocation.
4: I will do that. So uh, if everybody just uh, if everybody would put his or her mind in sort of a meditative mood. Uh, and it's uh, there are always two parts. There's a meditation and then followed by a prayer or supplication associated with the uh, with the season. In this case, uh, it's a seasonal meditation. It's called the meditation. The first, the awakening fire, the awakening fire of spring. Great and fiery one on high, friend and benefactor, whom I have known since birth, I hail thee upon thy rising. Long hast thou dwelt behind the shadowed realm, fully eclipsed beneath my body supine. Now thine emerging rays have thawed me from the, from my stupor, and their gentle warmth hath aroused, aroused me by my slumber. Lo, mine eyes open slowly to creatures darting across the sky, and mine ears prick up to the lovely tunes bellowed out from feathered breasts. Methinks nature hath heard of thy return, and uttereth praises for thine entrance now at hand. Come, therefore, I say, invoke the tuneful strains of the springtime ode. Now hear me, creatures which slumber still, rise and join the lovely air of of season's song. Come, ye children, and take mine hand, for when I rise, I'll share my hopes. For a year so bright Open your eyes and see the things That now I see against The landscape of my dreams Open such portals wherewith Ye are gifted and detect The glories now arrayed Behold a lovely vapor which Rising from the former ice Doth settle crisply upon The radiant blooms Observe the tender dew that Falleth yet and with the Perfume scent the air hath wrought Those with wings have taken note, and flittering about, exchange their messages of life. Let your care be gone, and your thirst short-lived, for there is honey yet to taste, and see the nectar dripping from the vines. The faunae play, and flowers sing their colorous scales. The gentle, the breeze is gentle, and the meadows gleam their verdant waves. All is auspicious, and all is at peace. Be grateful for this day so holy and divine. And pay ye homage to this glorious season And to this greeting in the east Pay ye homage to all that is grateful And alas to this rising of the light Now hear the prayer Great and glorious source of light and life Upon whose breath all and breath and thought The earth, the air, the streams and stars And all else first were made Return me from the deeps of sleep Wherein I have lately been reposed that with this eastern glow emerging mine heart will surely rise grant that with each step i take others soon will follow me and thus in journeying hand in hand we'll see the glories of this day let not the songs of nature die nor fall on deafened ears but by the tenor of thy voice may all which sleep at last arise call the birds to bellow forth their notes to make the earth rejoice Let bees resume their lofty dance to make the flowers sing. Call thy creatures from their beds and children thus to gather round. Let them hail the springtime fest and while on bended knees begin their yearly quest. Grant, I beseech, a propitious eye upon the work we have pursued and give us leave to rise with heart to praise thy name forevermore and which is more. By wondrous works, as never before amen so be. uh
0: thank you thank you uh uh honored freder manonides and uh I'd like to mention before we before we uh, uh go on to uh, uh to our next uh our next uh, hermetic adept uh I'd like to mention that uh, uh that uh fredermenonides can be seen in our film. Uh, beyond Lemuria he plays Master Phylos, uh the uh the magician from the occult classic Dweller on Two Planets. And and uh and uh, as I say he is uh, he is also the imperator of our not not, not being high, <laughs> the imperial the the premonstrator. A lot of people think that the the, the Golden Dawn Temple is is run by the imperator. It isn't. Uh yeah, I might make a note of that, David. <laughs> it is not run by the Imperator. It is the the, the senior officer is the premonstrator. and and uh, very honored of uh, Memnonides is uh, ex oriente luxes. The uh, he is the uh, premonstrator of uh, Temple of the Hermetic Order the Golden Dawn, and uh, that is that that is uh, Francis Ricardi's old temple, and and. Uh, and uh, so look for look for him in in Beyond Lemuria, uh, which is, you can get that on Amazon. That's uh, you can look for the second edition uh, of, of uh, Beyond Lemuria. And and now uh, let's move on to uh, Sister Urania uh, Ann who is uh, the who is also the high priestess. Uh, or we might we might say the Abatrix of uh, of the, the clan of Tubal Cain, which is a well, but I, I I would call it a, a white goddess uh, witchcraft tradition uh, that comes comes from the White Goddess by Robert Graves, and, and uh, this all kind of kind of comes down from our from our old uh, our old friend and and colleague Joe Wilson, who uh, made made friends with uh, with the the originator of the of the uhclin cane over in uh over in england uh sister Irani, would you like to talk about your uh you know about the o t a uh your your o t a experience uh at uh and and uh and and uh, uh tell us a little bit about uh about the decline cane. sure uh
5: uh my husband dave and i were um uh first uh initiated into the lodge in 1975 it was uh uh you were um, had just moved to the um uh the temple in pasadena and, and we were we were newcomers and and newbies and we uh we learned such a tremendous amount about uh magical techniques and uh how to do various uh, shamanic things and and the 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 art of of the self hypnosis and which was a key to our magic as well as to to yours and we decided that uh, when we uh, learned uh, about the clan of tubulcaine from Joe Wilson and we decided to to try our hand at running a group based on those those principles and in the White Goddess we absolutely uh, used the wonderful techniques we had learned in in the OTA to uh, to, to do our own magic and and so we continued to go to seasonal festivals and and of course the uh, occult uh, community in Los Angeles at, in the, the mid 70s was was a real vegetable soup of a lot of people that uh, practiced a lot of different things and there was a lot of cross pollination and everybody knew everybody and and everybody was all members of everybody else's group and and it was uh it was quite a uh a scene there and we were part of it and and of course you and 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 uh, uh all of your your uh wonderful people at the OTA were part of it too and and so we uh we kept in touch over the years uh even though we had our own group and were very very busy doing that but uh a few years uh, our, our particular group uh, it still exists it still meets but uh, we're not as active as was to be because everybody's old <laughs> uh, we saw the same people that, that we had years ago and they're all getting old so we uh, uh, I decided that what I would like to do is to is to go back to the the lodge and pick up some of the uh, the, the, the degrees and the training that um, uh, I had was not able to do before because I was busy with my own group. So uh, that's what I've been doing. And it's, uh, it's been uh, been wonderful being back in and, and doing the uh, ceremonial magic again, which was something that we had always fitted in. It was just, you know, uh, we used it for other purposes. And so now I'm, uh, I'm picking up where I left off back in, in the day and uh, it's, been, it's been wonderful, and and uh, it's been great to to meet Lauren and and uh, uh, all of the other uh, uh, people in the lodge and make new friends and all that. So, uh, may I? Throw I'm, in uh, that I'm very uh, glad to that be is there. wonderful on yeah. the harp. Oh well, thank you, Merrick. We've had some wonderful uh, sessions where where I've. We've done the whole bardic thing where I've played the harp while you uh, while you chanted a story and and uh, it's uh, it's been great doing that, hasn't it?
4: Well, and you're there ninety percent of the time. That ten percent is where we really miss the harp. So,
0: <laughs> well, thank you. I, let me I, let I, let, I love... let me mention let, before uh, Anne fades back. Let me mention that Anne Finnan is a distinguished novelist she writes novels on occult themes and she is she's very very talented and all and, and i think i take some credit for this uh she became after after she uh had had the ota experience her initial ota experience she became a certified hypnotist and and that, was, that I, I never went that far i'm i sure i was a good hypnotist and and i wrote the uh, magic hypnosis uh, landmark paper on it but but I I never got certified as a hypnotist. And Anne Finn went ahead and became a certified hypnotist. And and so I and I I inspired her in that in that regard and, and and on top of that, Ann is a very, very good astrologer. She has she's a very talented astrologer. And you know, she you know, she and Lauren both share that that ability and, and uh and the two of them, both of them, uh, Lauren and and uh, and Ann, both of them make me feel like you know, <laughs> oh, how can I call myself an adept? These these two these two gals are so much better in astrology than I am that, that, that I, I, I can't even I can't even begin to hold a candle to them. There, and whenever whenever I whenever I whenever I have an astrological question or whenever anyone asks me an astrological question, I go to either you or Lauren, and that's the truth because because you know even though astrology and I said over and over again, her astrology is the bedrock of hermetic magic. And it, it is. It's the bedrock. Well, it's the bedrock of all the hermetic sciences. And and uh, it's it's what we're all we're all based on. It's the whole idea of, of, of the gods within. And and the gods within are the planets and and, and, and the sign, and the signs of the zodiac. That, that that's what it's all about. And so therefore I I I defer and, and uh, of course and and uh, lady joe has uh, has has gone much per- has gone much further in understanding uh the the wisdom of our master Fred, and when I say our master, he—he's the master. He—he he is the master of all of us, really. I mean, Fred Adams, and and he was a—he was a terrific astrologer. And and, and uh, Lady Joe has gone far, far further in understanding Fred than uh, Fred, Fred's work than I have. So I defer to her whenever, whenever it comes to a question about about Fred's material. Uh, so and thank running, the gods
4: that Joe uh, is carrying out the tradition.
0: Yeah, well, and I was. I want to say that 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 if people don't. If people think we're we're not feminist. Uh, you, you're wrong because because our lady, our ladies, our ladies are the are the true adepts in in the OTA and and in in peripheria and, and, and 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 in basically in, in the whole spectrum of what we do. And I think that, that I think I can say that includes the robot also. Uh, Okay. Anyway, uh um Brother Solomon, are you still with us?
6: Frater yes, Solomon. I am still here. Can oh, you hear me?
0: Good. Can you? Would you like to talk a little bit about your your OTA experience in the Hermetic Hour and and perhaps uh, uh, treat us uh, treat us with some wisdom?
6: Okay. Well, I'll see if I can sprinkle in wisdom. It's uh I came into magic probably for. A lot of the same reasons other people do when they're young, which is uh, there's just a part of their life that's not together. Um, there were two things that I really wanted to do. I wanted to be able to talk to women and and um, be able to ask them on dates, which is the big reason, the, the big thing that actually <laughs> initially brought me into the OTA, and I, I'd like to say that was 20 years ago, I probably 25 years ago. I was a much younger, dumber person. Um, But um, I I thought, hey, you know, uh, family legend was, uh, you know, we came from Solomon, which is just legend. But uh, I was like, hey, this is Goisha. This is going to help me be able to talk to women better. And um, it's going to help me. (laughs) It's going to maybe help me in other ways, too. But I I moved beyond that. And I I really just came to appreciate the angels, which – I, I remember you kept me working with those a little bit longer before you'd let me uh, jump into Goetia, which was a good thing for me because when I jumped in, I, I really jumped in and I just wanted to get everything that I could out of it. But uh, it, it, as the years went on, I just really came to uh, appreciate uh, the natural elements that the seasonals offer because it, it's cyclical and it, it makes you feel like you're part of this eternal world. that's that's just constantly ebbing and flowing. And, um, then we have uh, the angels that we do on the crystal ball and that they uh, bring and the, um, the the comfort and the ability to just uh, move forward in life. It's really been a, a growing experience where I, I started as a, a kid. Uh, I might not even have been, I was probably 20, uh, up to the 44-year-old man I am now, I can say I, I've really grown and, and, and um, I've really gained a lot. I've met some really good friends that I could talk to about these deep esoteric subjects that you just you can't just uh meet somebody on the, you know on the bus uh and start a conversation like that. So it it's really been a good growing experience and spiritually edifying.
0: Uh well, thank you for sharing that uh brother Solomon. Let me mention uh that brother Solomon was the receiver for a remarkable video that we did uh, prophecy, uh, the Visago Millennium Prophecy, and this is a video that you can uh, that that you can uh, get on Amazon. One of our videos called Dark Mirror of Magic, and Brother Solomon is uh, Mike is is the receiver. I'm the operator, and we summoned the Galetic spirit Visago. and this was back in 2001 before the. Uh, before the, the the towers went down, and he not only predicted the 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 fall of the towers, he also immediately predicted the assassination of Laurent Kabila in the Congo, and that happened about two weeks after after uh, we aired the uh, we aired the prophecy on television here in Los Angeles. One of the you know, we heard the prophecy, and 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 then two weeks later, uh, you know, and 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 uh, Mike's Mike's behind the mirror there, and, and and he's receiving. And he said, and he said, and Visago says through Mike. He says, uh, the slaying of a son of Africa does a man, and boom two weeks later lauren Kabila was was, uh, was assassinated and we're you know and i think the man that he undid was colin powell but i but we still have, we, we can't prove that but that but uh, colin powell was was was, was uh, doing a lot of political stuff in the congo at that time and and, and Lawrence, uh, Kabila's assassination sort of threw him threw him for a loop but anyway this so then we came out with this and then of course it, it also predicted the the 911 the, the towers and and uh we sent this thing in to be to be copyrighted. We got the copyright back. Copyright Dark Mirror of Magic. Copyright September 11th, 2001. And uh this is amazing. Anyway, hang on, Max, are you there? I'm here. Yeah, good. I, I uh Lauren just uh, showed me a note that you that you wanted uh, uh, that you wanted me to me to know you were there. But I'm getting right to you. I'm just wrapping up. I'm just giving my I'm just giving uh giving uh Mike Johnson some kudos here. Uh and oh, then yeah, will no get right worries. on to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Well anyway, so so uh, yeah, I so I wanna I wanna uh, uh, mention that uh Mike has has, has some follow-up articles uh, from the semi Farash side of that prophecy uh, in in the Seventh Ray, our journal, which is also available on Amazon. Okay, so uh, moving right on to uh, Very Honor Frederick Smith, and that's, that's, that's Max Paul. Uh, well, Mike, so you want to tell us about your OTA experience? And then if you have a contribution for us, poetry-wise or whatever, uh, we'd go ahead. Of course. I mean, I
1: have found myself always drawn to the mystical side of things. And uh, after <laughs> watching, sorry, after I had a dream many, like when I was in my early 20s, that led me to pursue the uh, like ritual magic more than just simply the more milk toast mysticism of your average self-help book and one of the things that I found of course as many people who are drawn to the OTA find is the um, secrets of the dark mirror on and I found it on YouTube and now I know there's that um, you never really wanted it to be uploaded to YouTube, but I can say that that's what got me interested, um, me searching out the um, OTA, so that when I finally moved to the United States in 2014, I sought out to join as soon as I could, and I did the usual. I sent an email in and got the uh, email back and the package, and um, and did the little did the program. And I was living up in Santa Cruz at the time, so I. Uh, would drive down or bus down to join some seasonals and I went to all the various seasonals and was initiated as first degree and then got second degree um, and then I moved after a bit of a kerfuffle with the family I ended up moving in with another member of the order down here in LA and um, and then could attend frequently and have since then been as active as I possibly can uh, given the circumstances and I've been yeah, just as, as active as I can inside the OTA and the temple, and yeah, that's, a, that's pretty much my story inside the OTA, um, and it's been a deeply and like a deeply rewarding experience for me. I consider myself to be a very junior member, uh, more of an enthusiastic uh, acolyte, <laughs> but uh, very enthusiastic and very happy to be a part of everything that we do.
0: Yeah, I was going to say you you have contributed a great deal to the order since you've uh, been in, and of course you are you are uh, you've gone as high in 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 our system as 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 we go. You're 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 a seventh degree, and you've uh, you've you're a talented designer. You've died you've designed regalia for the Crater Apollo system, and and uh, and you know beautiful I. I uh I, I'm not wearing my little four cornered red hat right now but, but uh I, I sometimes I sometimes wear it when I'm sitting at the computer working. You know <laughs> and and uh <laughs> Yeah, 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 well, it you know, uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, it, it's it's very attractive and and and, and uh and the Crowder system, of course as 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 our listeners know, is is the old uh is the old system from back Around the time of the American Revolutionary War, over in Europe, uh, the Order of is a seventh-degree, seventh-degree Hermetic magical system, sort of quasi quasi Masonic, and 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 uh, and uh, we have resurrected it. It's a hundred years older than the Golden Dawn and the O.T.O. It, it's it's much mm-hmm. earlier than than uh, than they are. Anyway, uh, and, and uh, so we've had a lot of fun recreating it, and uh, yeah. I suppose yeah, anyway. I would be remiss if I
1: didn't speak about that. I mean, when I my, my first uh, uh, play, when I was, <laughs> I, I think I spoke to you about geomancy a long time ago, and I got really enthusiastic about that and got into that for a while and uh, kind of came up with this dice configuration thing, and uh, and that was that was that was fun. But the regalia was very was really enjoyable in coming up with that with Freda Solomon and Sora Ellavel helping to come up with a a uh, renovated regalia and uh, and keeping it in line with uh, Krataropoa whilst also um, merging in elements that already existed that you had always been using as well as uh, working in elements from the uh, greater key of Solomon so that by the time someone gets the fourth degree, they will have all of the little hard-to-get things that the key of Solomon requires that they have so that was that was quite an enjoyable ex- um adventure and uh project so yeah you've
0: been working on those <laughs> wands and they're they're beautiful as i said I, it makes me want to want to refurbish some of my old soonic equipment from way way back like the like the the black handle knife which still which still doesn't have a black handle so i'm i uh, you're 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 kind of you're kind of getting me back back to the workshop with with your with your seal, and anyway, uh, <laughs> I want to thank all of you for coming on board tonight for our 10th anniversary, and and uh, we love you all, and and uh, and I'm sure that uh, that our listeners uh, uh, gained a lot of uh, magical knowledge by, from listening to you because you're 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 all you're all very very uh, adept and skilled at, what, at, at at the magical arts, and. Uh, and uh so as i said I, i'm very very happy that you, you could come on board and help us out with the with the 10th anniversary and uh next week uh as, as as you all know i try to find the secrets behind magical fantasies and and magical and allegories and whatever you know we 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 plumbed the secrets out of the Hypno-Aradamachia erotomachia and that, of course, is the, the you know the model for the chemical wedding of Christian Rosencruz and all that. And we've, we've plumbed the secrets of an essay document, and we love to, to dig secrets. But next week, I have dug the secrets, the secret origins of Star Wars. And the uh, the mod the, the, the modus operandi for Asimov creating the Foundation series, which of course was eventually adopted by the Process Church of the Final Judgment, and and, and these these science fiction epics like Dune and all that that so much influenced the magical uh, the magical revolution, and and so next week I'm going to have another one of these. Uh, another one of these reviews. Well what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna get into Doc Smith's Lensman series and and all of the the influence the Lensman series had on the neo romantic movement. So until then everybody good magic and I'll see you next week. Happy tenth anniversary for the Hermetic Hour and we'll be back next week.